Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the show. It's episode 350. What is it? November 21st, 2022. One match. We'll call it the eve of the NWCA All-Star Classic. And I think a first for the show, we have an in-studio guest here, Parker Kekkeisen, uh two-time All-American from Northern Iowa, wrestling at 184 pounds against Aaron Brooks. Parker, thanks for coming. How you doing? Oh, thanks for having me. We got here last night, so why not come in? Yeah. I'm the first guest. Is that really? I think, I mean, when we do this right we'll normally, just say, we'll just say video, video um, calls, Zoom calls, and I don't really need my head headpiece anymore. And in the back table, we got his coach, Lee Roper. <laughs> the lovely Hello, everybody. How you Lee doing? Roper. They got me over in the corner, just so you know. They pushed me off over to the side. I'm just a chauffeur this weekend. Yeah, so uh, cough, two creams, no sugar. No cream. Come on now. No, just black? Just straight black. black. That's right. Okay. Actually, Lee, I wanted to st- what? He's tough like that. <laughs> I want to start with you, Lee. Uh, when did you? When did Parker show up on your radar, right? Um, and 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 how did that happen? Actually, Randy Pugh and I we went up uh, to the Wisconsin State tournament. Uh, Parker was still young at the time, and we were watching another guy actually. But just the way he wrestled, and he's got this explosion on his leg attacks, especially from like mid distance space, getting to his double back in those times. It kind of like. They're like, whoa, man, this guy can cover some ground. And then the physical pace and everything that afterwards. And you always got a lot of respect for what Ben and Max and Wagner and those guys do at AWA. So, you know, like, all right, get this guy on the radar. Look through the bracket. Like, Kakaizen, all right, that name's going to be easy to remember. And just one of those things that kind of stuck out watching another guy. And then you get to know him more and get to know the family. And that uh, guy's a home run. We got to get this guy. Got to get him. When did when do you first remember Lee or whoever? I'm guessing it was Lee, but maybe it was Pew or, or Doug kind of reaching out and it was it at that tournament or another sometime later? No, I knew that summer, like I think sophomore year summer. Uh, it was actually funny. I was I was wrestling Brooks, and you can see you can see Roper in the back of the in the background of on on YouTube, and I was like, oh, who's that? But also like Max kind of put him put him on my radar. He was talking to Lee Roper. I'm like, I didn't I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't really. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know who Lee Lee was, but you mustn't have watched the previews back in the day. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. He'd have been like four years old. <laughs> yeah, I would have been. Gosh. Four. No, no honestly, we're getting old, Bader. Yeah, no. But I we he texted me on the first day. He was the first coach to text me, and I remember giving him this like thank you, like generic thank you response. And then an hour later, I'm like, oh, I should probably actually have a conversation <laughs> or have a have a good response to him. And then. I don't know, we just grew our relationship over that, over, and I don't know. Uh, we kind of just clicked. It, maybe, I don't think it was because we the first coach talking to me, but I don't know, we just had a connection like that. And him and Max are very very similar in how they want to coach, so, so I don't know, just kind of rolled with it. When you said, I, I get, you know, he texted me, and then I gave him like a generic response. Was it like, um, not that you were blowing him off, but maybe you weren't as interested as you later became? Or, uh, I think I was just like kind of surprised I was getting texted, okay. honestly, because I was like, I was like, oh, Lee, Ro- like coach, first it's September first, so it's like I don't, know. I didn't really expect any text, and then Lee Roper texted me, and like, I think I said, okay, thank you, thanks for your interest or something, and I was, <laughs> I don't know, an hour later, I like thanked him for his interest, and it was it was more there was more heart behind it, yeah, if, if I could, I don't know, sure. So coming up, you know, having some success in wrestling and thinking, okay, I want to wrestle in college. Mm-hmm. What one? What did you know about you and I? And two, what? Or maybe it's the same thing. What was your per- perception? Uh, what I knew about you and I, uh, I'd say we went to the so Askern. We went to the Warper Duels, which is Max uh, or the club. The club. Yeah. Actually, I don't think Max. Max wasn't there. I was going to Heartland at the time, but we went to the Warper Duels up in Waverly which is 20 minutes north of Cedar Falls. And you and I was actually dueling Wisconsin and West Gym. So so a bunch of, like, there – it's funny. There's a photo on my mom's Facebook. But we a bunch of those AWA kids, we were we were sitting – it was a packed West Gym at first. So, like, they had to, like, pull strings to get us in. I'm pretty sure Doug was just, like, let them in. And, uh, yeah, so we were sitting on the Wisconsin bench, right, like, on the left side of the mat in – on the on the western floor, so I don't. I remember going like I was like probably my first college duel experience ever. I I honestly, yeah, it was my first college duel, so kind of weird, you and I. But so in West Gym, it was it was rocking. So 
and I remember Wisconsin kind of kind of got their butt whooped. If I, I you know, you know, coach. Yeah, it was they, before I got here, but yeah, you and I especially had a good start to it, and then ended up having a good duel. So. Yeah. So you're from Wisconsin, obviously, yeah. but at this at this duel, you know, Wisconsin wrestling at you and I in a packed West gym. Yeah. Are you more of like thinking about going to Wisconsin, or did that open your eyes, or had you already considered you and I? Uh, I assume at some point you, you at least considered Wisconsin. Yeah, I yeah, I consider Wisconsin in, in the recruiting process, but no, honestly, like I was, I was young then. I was just wrestling for fun, wrestling in the winter. Yeah, I was probably more more focused on playing baseball in the in the spring and summer. So, like, I was, yeah, I was really, I was probably sixth grade. Sixth oh, grade okay. that's really what I thought. Sixth grade. I remember like Jacob Holschlag. He was like, he was like a junior in high school then, or he just committed, and he was at that duel too, which is kind of funny. But I feel like I saw a picture of this, maybe, maybe. At West Gym somewhere. Is there a picture of this? No, that that duel is against Iowa State. No, the, I don't know where the photo is. Oh. I wish. All right, fair enough. Um, so that was your introduction to you and I. When did it was you know was it the text from him that like got you on the road of like maybe I consider going there? Yeah, I would say yeah, hundred percent. Them them reaching out to me like I don't know I I have like a, oh. It's not a weird loyalty, but we just clicked, right? And I know I had other coaches reach out to me, and I almost thought they were more real. And I think – What do you mean more real? More real and, like, I don't know. They could tell me aspects about my wrestling. Like, Roper, Roper's been watching me probably since I've – well, probably since that day and at the <laughs> state tournament, I would think. Maybe a little bit – yeah, probably not earlier, I'm going to be honest, but – Maybe, maybe. Who knows? But it wasn't pretty earlier, but watch some of it before. You go back and try and find some matches for sure. It wasn't very pretty, but you saw the progress happening. Yeah. But I could, in our conversations I could I could tell that like you and I, they almost had a plan for my uh my progress, right? Development. And it's like not just because you're you're a good good wrestler right now or like you're good. They could like I was good, but they could also tell where they I felt like they had a path on where to, where I was going. So I'm like, all right, they care a lot. They know a lot. So it was almost, I think I almost kind of made my mind up. Well, I did commit pretty early, but I almost made that. I remember like talks with other coaches. Like I was very like formal, right? Very formal, like yes or no sir. But like I, they would call and I, it felt like I was like almost a part of the family already. And uh, so I think I, I knew right away where I was going to go. And I committed in May, and I know, I know Max wasn't very happy, but I like to kind of, because he wanted he wanted me to like go to Fargo and do like I did do good at Fargo that year, but he wanted me to go to Fargo and see if I could get more, more like opportunities, opportunity, yeah. But I committed, and I kind of we talked about this other day. I kind of want to rub it in his face a little bit, but, Max. Yeah, but no, he he means he he means well, but of course. Um, <clears throat> so Lee, he said these guys seem like they had a plan for me. From the start, or even before the start, is that accurate? Yeah, that's um, that's really one of the few ways I can recruit well, Bader. I'm actually terrible on the phone, and and actually, Randy probably did most of the talking to Parker. Um, you've known me for a long time, Bader, and uh, once I get to know you really well, I'm pretty good in that conversation. But initially, I can be pretty socially awkward because I'm actually uncomfortable with that a whole lot. But um, the wrestling aspect and the connection, that's how I kind of grow the relationship with the athletes I coach. So once I decide, okay, I really want to coach this guy and I see some potential there, the process starts for winning NCAA and world titles because he started talking about those goals. And some guys you believe more than others. And when he was speaking, man, I was just in. I was just locked in and I believe whatever this guy's saying. So, yeah, the process did start on, well, how do I get this guy better? How do I continue the development that I'm seeing happen on the mat that I'm so infatuated with? How am I going to continue that? And that's what I need to communicate through the recruiting process. So, yeah, there's a plan. And I don't do much without a plan, so definitely have one. And just about every guy I recruit will start that process to how are we going to continue to keep this guy getting better as he comes and starts wrestling with us. I guess what was that plan or how did you go about putting a plan together for a guy that hadn't even committed yet but that you like feel a strong connection to? Yeah, there's a, there's a process that I go through, and it goes back, and you look at those early matches, and you're seeing how much he's improving, right? So I got a number of matches and a number amount of time that I want to watch him on film, and then there's two columns that I identify. How are they winning matches and how are they losing matches? 
and I just fill those out. And then once I feel pretty good about what I've got down, I start developing a plan on how you make, how they win matches bigger and broader, how they can get to those positions more and how you shrink, how they lose their matches. And it's really the, it's just a process. It's a system I run through when I'm recruiting guys and really think, all right, this guy's going to be special. How do I get them to improve? It's the same thing I do with the athletes that are at UNI already. And I just start that earlier because there's a lot of ground to cover, man. It's hard to win NCAAs. It's, Something we're trying to do is we keep moving up the profile of you and I, and we're tired of being a mid-major, and we're tired of next year, and we're tired of being the little brother, honestly. That's the way we get talked about a lot. And I am a little brother, and I know how that feels, and eventually at some point you get sick of it, and you're ready to start kicking big brother's butt. So I'm trying to maximize that amount of time and progress we make. So the earlier I start that work, the faster we hit the ground running and start really start beating some better guys. Yeah, you talk about – I was watching how he's winning matches – I was watching how he was losing matches. I'm more interested in and how was he losing matches, at least from early on and what you thought about that and what, what did you identify? Um, well, going off memory, I'd have to go back and dig through my notebooks then, but uh, really remember one of the main ways he was losing was a way I actually liked. He was over-wrestling positions. And in the experience I've had coaching and talking with people that are way better than me, um, that's something that's easier to dial back than getting a guy more aggressive in positions. I mean, honestly, especially in freestyle, a lot of the points he was giving up, he created himself. I mean, he had easy push-out opportunities. He'd get overextended, and he had some ankle and hip mobility stuff back then that, that caused him to have to lunge out of bounds to get those push-outs, and then exposures would happen. And that was one of the main things I saw is like, oh, he's just over-wrestling things. That's a good thing. So the top of the list, or close to the top of the list, again, I'd have to go back and look and see, was something I actually liked how he was losing, something that I could work with. And then he had some defensive liabilities then, and that just came from more time in positions. He's an incredible ham fighter. He's really aggressive with his offense. He doesn't spend a whole lot of time with a guy in on his legs, especially with those high school guys that he's just flat out better than for the most part. So defensive was a liability for him too, and it's something he's worked incredibly hard at shoring up since the time he's been at UNI. But those were the top two things I saw I was losing. He didn't have a whole lot of layers on his defense, and he was overextending himself in some offensive positions. Sure. Sparky, he's talking about one thing I liked about the way he lost was being over, you know, being aggressive, right, rather yeah. than just sitting back and losing. Where did that, you know, and I think it's fair to say you have a pretty aggressive style. And you, like, yeah. you like to move forward and you like to create action. How did that come to be? Aggressive. I don't, how did that, I don't know. My mind's going like, I know <laughs> Max always talked about Lose by two or lose by six, but like in freestyle kind of, but like who cares? Just go for it. Yeah, but part of my mind is like going like, oh, why lose by two? And a loss is a loss, right? Yeah. <laughs> you get attacked or you get <laughs> or you get lose by two, but that's honestly probably not the case. Uh, I would say my aggressive style kind of just came from. I'm like I don't know. I feel like I'm a go getter. I want to like almost try to walk off that mat with no regrets, almost like. And I think I kind of came to this conclusion like a lot when like when COVID happened, like COVID happened, like NCAA tournament might might never happen again. Hopefully, it, it does. Like it got taken away, which is terrible. But it's like, how do I want say my last match ever is tomorrow? Yeah. Right. How do I want want it to be? Do I want it to? Do I want to have regrets and uh, be like, oh, I should, maybe if I try to get to legs one more time or pull like pulled front headlock or tried to create more action. Uh, do I want to have regret from that or do I want to be like, oh, I gave it my all? So, but I'm like looking back, like, I don't really, I don't really know in high school, like what that, what that kind of stemmed from. Maybe, maybe it's my parents wanted me to give the best effort. I know yeah. my, my, I think my sister was telling this story the other day about my dad. He like, she was playing soccer and like, if, if, uh, you're not giving like your best effort, get off the field almost, my dad would say. So I think our our parents kind of demanded like our best and uh, which is kind of kind of the standard. Go give your best. And if it's over aggressive, it's over aggressive. Like you can you can you can fix mistakes from there. Like if, if you're too aggressive, like clearly you can fix mistakes. Yeah. So. So like were you were you pretty aggressive from day one? Whether I don't think you were with Askrens early on, but like yeah. were you always just like, let's go? I would say yeah, like yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I was trying to get doubles all the time. I I think I I probably hit a lot of space doubles. Yeah. In my in my career, and 
from the youth, so I don't really know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's all right. You're just, just kind of wired that way. Which yeah, is, it's, it's wired I, to go get it. Yeah, I I, that, that's my parents. Like they're they're go getters. It's probably genetic. Like they're gonna they're gonna do their go out there and go get it. Like that's that's my parents. That's it's nature and nurture, right? Like yeah. you have that that nature inside you. Plus you saw them yeah. go getters, and you're like, all right. Turned you into a go-getter. Um, you brought up COVID. <clears throat> now, you were at UNI when COVID hit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, a, yeah, it was my redshirt freshman year. So take me through that experience of, like, one, finding out a couple days before the tournament or whatever, and then, two, what would you do the next weeks and months? COVID. Uh, yeah, COVID happened. I don't, they said NCAAs. We, we, had a, we had a conversation and said NCAAs was canceled, and uh, it, was, it was terrible. Like, I don't know, like, I didn't think I was going to, there, there was, like, one day, like, like I, me and Lance were on and we tried to wrestle after, and I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't even wrestle today. I feel, I feel so bad for those guys that are going to NCAAs, and I just, it, it was bad. <laughs> it, and it's just, like, in my mind, it's like, I want to, in my mind, I think, time later, it's like, I want to have, try to have no regrets in the, in this yeah. career, whether it's a practice or whether it's, whether it's in life, and, uh, but, then that summer, I know. Well, I went home for a little bit training. Like the academy was still open. Then COVID got bad, and we couldn't go there anymore. And my buddy Peter Driscoll, he we had we had a well the Lamonts they had a they had a mat. So I got that mat, and we put it in my basement. My buddy Peter Driscoll would come over probably four times a week, and yeah. we we would roll around. I thought I was trying to learn top there, but. No, I really, I tried to like learn crab during quarantine. It really didn't work out that well. But, uh, and then, then I went, we went back to Cedar Falls and we, we had a mat in our garage and I was working that summer. That was, that was not my happiest summer to say the least. I was, why not? Cause I was busy. Like I get, like I was working all day and what were you, what was your job? Uh, I was I was working construction for oh, okay. about a month there. Hard. Yeah. So I get I would wake up at five, probably five a.m. We go go lift, go lift, and then I would go to work from seven to five, and then wrestle after after that. Like, and it was like it, it was yeah, it was just me and me and Austin. We rolled a lot there, and it was. Yeah, it was not the it it was fun, but it was like I don't like this work thing. This this work thing's making me kind of hate wrestling almost. <laughs> but so luckily, and then and then I don't know that was like most of the summer, and then school started back up, and we slowly got back into West Gym. Sure, that uh, doing construction between practices essentially, right between yeah. lifting and wrestling, maybe gave me some perspective on like <laughs> the wrestling's hard, but it's awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah, wrestling is hard, but it's yeah, hundred percent true. Like I like like I like building things with my hands, but construction it was, it was it was just I think it was a long day and like yeah, it definitely made me love wrestling a little bit. But like oh, I was let's do this. What was what was uh, like what specifically was your task with the with the, the construction side of things? Uh, so I was working for Wagman Construction. We he was he was building this house, so like we were. Like it really wasn't terrible, but we were we were doing like finish finish carpentry. Like we were staining door. Me and John McConkey were, were staining doors. We were like yeah, we were just we we did a lot of staining. I think we stained every like every uh like you, I don't know yeah you got the molding you got the doors. It was it was a, then we had to like I don't even know what the I'm not I'm a construction management major, so I should really know what <laughs> what's going on, but. Yeah, we did everything. There was a couple times we went to the job site. We 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 hang we we hung trusses. So it was it was it was cool. Like like if I if I wasn't wrestling, I think I would ended I would have enjoyed it more. But but it was still it was still fun. But not my main goal, right? What was the uh, least enjoyable thing you did in construction? Honestly, it was probably being on my feet all day. Yeah, right. Being on my yeah. It was we were on our feet staining staining stuff from seven to seven to twelve and then one to one to five, so it wasn't the most enjoyable thing. No. Lee, but it wasn't terrible. So. Yeah, that's what I'm sorry. 
Compare the first time you rolled with Pat Parker to like now. Oh man. Um, well, the first thing is it used to go a lot better for me than it does now. And, um, especially just recently, um, had kind of plan on what we were working on the spring and summer. And then always like to check in and see how he's done with the lessons we put in and how his wrestling's evolving. And it was one Friday to where it started off as a light spar. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to test him today. I'm going to see what he's got. And I just started ramping up the spar and ramping up the spar until it kind of realized, okay, we're kind of competing here a little bit. And when I tell you, Bader, that's the worst I've got my butt kicked ever in wrestling. I'm not kidding. Um, everything I did was wrong because he made it wrong. Not that I was wrestling bad that day. I felt like I was wrestling pretty good and he just had an answer for everything. And I don't know how many times you pin me that day, Parker, 10 times probably. And I don't go to my back a whole lot, especially through scrambles. I got pretty good awareness in there. And that's where I was like, oh, man, this guy has found a new level. And the level he was at before was already there competing for national titles. And I was like, man, he's made a huge jump, not just in his skill that he can acquire out of his body, but also his decision-making he's making. Because when you end up in a position, you understand this, Bader, like you got choices you can make, right? Yeah. I can go single leg. I can go heavy hip sprawl. I can get off the shot. I can go inside and change it to an underhook. I can go Chirella positions, body cradle. I can come over the top and go ankles. So there's decisions to make. His decision-making matured. Um, and it just comes down to risk assessment. What position am I in? What gives me the best odds of winning? He's made a huge jump in there. And then just his confidence, just – he believed in the decisions he was making, and I could feel it coming out. And I knew I was in trouble that day and have been ever since. And, and I'm telling you, it's a funny thing because, I mean, I'm still – I don't make excuses about getting older and losing. I try and evolve my wrestling too. It's one of the ways I grow. He got me serious about getting back in shape, like lifting weights again, taking care of my body. And I was like, if I'm going to continue to push this guy and challenge him, I have to get better physically, not just the mental work I try and do every single day. I got to start taking my body more seriously too so I can continue to challenge him in these positions. So big wake-up call compared to where he first came in, which he always would put a hard pace on you and he would make you pay a price physically. But the I don't even say skill. The skill was there, but his access to the skill, the decision-making is what really changed. And, um, man, just – like I said, I'm getting my butt kicked a whole lot now wrestling. And my, when he first got here, I made my ego feel a lot better. I scored a lot more. There's a couple of things I want, I want to ask you something in a second. But you said that the, aside from the metal work I do every day, as a coach, what does that mean? As for you, Lee, as a coach, what do you mean as a, the metal work I do every day? Well, that's a, that's a fairly deep question. but um, That's why we're here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as actually, man, I got to thank Kerry Colot for one of the – I mean, I think he was the first guy I brought in to do a camp during the club days, during compound time. Um, and it was a conversation I had that was kind of innocuous at first. I asked him about being a corner coach. And I didn't know anything about it, and I wanted to be a good coach, and I was just trying to learn as much as I could. And he gave me some advice on being in the corner. But the conversation, and, and more than that, the thought process that stemmed afterwards, what really got me to understand, like, okay, during the match time, that's the time for them to compete. Let them compete practice time our team practices my individual time with him is really my competition that's when I'm competing against whoever does most of Brooks's training right for the match that's coming up yeah. I compete with that coach during practice so if that's my competition when is my practice when am I getting better and that's when my day-to-day -day habits started to really change and I mean I mean it doesn't matter 365 days a year I've got two hours that I spend on my practice my time and it's just different skills you work on as a coach, like communication is a big one. Like how are you describing the knowledge that you have in your head? And then go into the knowledge in your head, that's another day that you work on where you work on acquiring more knowledge. And then observation skills, like how many details can I see? How many different things can I watch at one time? So there's different skills that you work on as a coach, just like you do as an athlete. He's working on his down blocks and his head position. I'm working on efficiency of communication and knowledge in shin wizard position. So it's just different details that you work on, but the concept's still the same of improving that our athletes do. It's just got a big sticky note sitting behind my desk that says, take your own advice, stupid. And all that means is the things that you're having them do, you need to be doing yourself, just different areas that you're studying and focusing on. I followed all that, but there was a point where I was almost going to get lost. You ever get, you, ever, you lose your... I ever lose Roper. Or vice versa. Well, that's a... Uh, I lose myself sometimes, so I'm. This thing starts rolling, man, and it's a blessing a lot of times. But sometimes it's a curse, and it'll get rolling, and I'll start thinking about like talking with that. I start thinking about what he needs to be doing next week, and before I know, I'm like, what am I doing over here in this thought? So, don't feel I lose myself a whole lot of times too. No, I think 
we were talking we were talking about yesterday in the plane ride or car ride here. Uh, I like I have an idea and then I talk way too fast and then I'm like I think he knows the idea. So like I gotta I like definitely gotta slow down a little bit sometimes. My sure. girlfriend would say that too. All right. But, oh, I figured out my uh the thing that was the worst in construction. Okay. There was like fire backing, so we like did an apartment complex, and there was like I think it's firewall, and I had to like clip at the bottom in the middle of every bottom and like the top of every unit, and it was two stories. It took me forever. That was that was the worst. It was just repetitive, repetitive. Hey Bader, if you don't mind, I'd like to chime in during that COVID time of something I observed yeah. in him too that he was dealing with because. Because honestly, thinking back to that time and some conversations we have, it probably wasn't really even the job and the lifting and the wrestling um, singularly. It was everything stacked up on top of each other because there was a day we were working out in some garage or another room or wherever we were finding space and time to start getting better in. That He was like, he was just in a bad mood. And I'm like, what's up, buddy? You normally on the wrestling mat. That's where that dude loves wrestling so much. He's like, my life stinks. And just talked about how he doesn't have any free time. He can't do any of the things he wants to do. And we had a good conversation about your goals. And sometimes what you want, those two things don't line up. And you have to really look at what you want to accomplish and then look at how you're living your life to see if they do. And he's really coachable and he has the desire to do some big things in his life for bigger reasons other than just winning. Um, but it was a, he really matured during that time because he got to understand, okay, as, as I get older, I'm going to have less time to do the things I want to, and I have responsibilities, not just to the team and to myself and to my family, but I have responsibility to the goals that I set. And during the day, I have to make sure I am doing what I need to to meet those responsibilities. And he just kind of grew up and said, okay, if I want to be national champ, world champ, this is what my life's going to look like. And honestly, he spends more time now getting better at the sport than he did back then. But I mean, you go through a maturation process. He was a young man before then, and then after COVID time, he became a grown man just because of he had to give up some of that fun that you have in your life to acquire more skill. Yeah. So he really, man, had a big maturing time on yeah, like, all right, I'm not spending a lot of time on this. Yeah, definitely taking a lot of ownership of, like, what I do yeah. and what I want to do. Um, okay, and, and then one thing I wanted to ask you for when you were saying, um, he's talking about um, decision-making and – you know, he developed the skills. Well, he actually had the skills, but he's unlocking them, right? That part, like, there, you can, we all have decisions to make in any given position, whether I'm going to shoot, whether I'm defense, right? Um, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, as far as making decisions on the mat, how do you process that um, in the moment? And then, and maybe before that, how do you learn which decisions are right? That's kind of a broad question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, just like learning, like learning position, almost. Kind of, sort of. Well, uh, I'm just thinking, like, my mind is going to, like, underhook what we did a lot this, sure. this spring. And, Let's go there. That was spring. And I know Roper kind of, he changed, oh, we talked about this, too. He changed the approach of how we, uh, instead of, like, learning step by step. And I think, I think Max also, like, Max Max put in like his, his I think his goal was for me was like have no no holes in my wrestling and of course there's holes like some Everybody's are big, bigger than the, than smaller but I think Max kind of gave me like a he gave me the full circle of wrestling right and I think I always had a little background in underhook but never really emphasized it so like through that now like through my little knowledge of underhook like he he threw underhook out there and kind of let me just go play with it and make it my own. Yeah. So Max or no Lee. Roper, yeah. Roper, yeah. Underhook was a big thing we focused on this yeah, spring and summer, like I yeah. said. But just going in there and like honestly just making mistakes, right? Like see what feels good. See, like I know one day I was right, I was rolling with Austin and it was like, what if he? So if I have an underhook, what happens if he blocks low? Blocks in my arm. What happens if I get it high? What happens if he's clearing? I don't know what this motion is called. What's that motion called? Side clear. Side clear, and it's just like almost writing those three down, and then having having your options off that. If he side clears, I can go arm pull. If he uh, blocks, I can go low single, or I could grab hand and and snap. Uh -huh. If I if I get it, then I got my throw by, and then 
if I get full under hook, I got my throw by, and there's 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 infinite options off that, and other other things too. So this was this was go, <coughs> this was a um, excuse me like a slow learning. Is that what you're describing the learning process and and understanding when to utilize different moves for lack of better words. That, was it slow? I feel like I feel like it went pretty fast, but no, really, what he's trying to describe, yeah, and like I can right. put a little bit more concreteness <laughs> to it because I'm the one trying to put these in place for him. So what I've what I've been doing with Parker since the beginning, and go back to your question about the skills there, unlocking the skill, it's yeah. just about organizing it in his brain. So think about underhooks a great example. How many possibilities are there in an underhook? Endless. A lot. So you just start throwing skills against the wall. You have him play with it. And then the real learning goes with what he just talked about. Okay, what happens when the guy flanks down to my thigh to stop my underhook? What am I going to do? What happens when that backside thumb block comes up to my throat? So he starts creating space so he can like Euro sag clear through. What am I going to do in those positions? What are my quick reads? What are my long reads? What's my main leg attack out of it? And just organizing that around so he's just kind of running through a yes or no, true or false logic yeah. loop in his brain. Logic mm -hmm. loop's how I think about the sport. Um, but everybody has their own process for how they put all that skill in their head. And it's just helping him with the organization of how he thinks about the sport so he just can run that cycle. And then eventually he gets the position he's got a lot of confidence in and then take the risk for a score. And then I think it's like like more time. It's I don't love the answer like with down blocks. It was – I don't know, it was probably a month ago, like, I was not getting it. And his answer is like, hey, more time. And I think that's, like, one of my – because I'm like, you, like, everyone wants the instant gratification, right? Yeah. But it's like, I think that's my like, – like, like, I like the answer, but it's like, oh, really? More time? But <laughs> so, but – and then, like, just time – like, time in the position, like, and then I got probably sparred with Taylor and Austin and Glazier and Underhook all, all summer. So it's – and then there's there's positions, there's other positions we did too, but just time in the position, figuring yeah. it out. So, are you spending time? You're spending time in these positions, and you're organizing, like he said, kind of in your brain when to do what. Is this something you give much, put much time and thought into outside of the gym, at mm. home, any anywhere else? Like some people can't shut it off. Some people. Yeah. Only want to do it in the room, and it's a spectrum. I'm curious where you are. I would say, all right. This is another thing we talked about the other day. <laughs> Either, I, I, I find it's finally coming like full circle. But after practice, he talked about was it elasticity? El I, I, I can't elasticity. Yeah, I can't Elastic. enunciate that great. Right. But it, it's like, so I do this. I do. We talked about this in the interviews too. Like I do this mental imagery after. After practicing, it's kind of it's kind of almost like a review of like I almost get like mental reps of like what we're doing, whether we did gap closure today or we did bottom, and like I'm getting mental reps in that. Then I do some competition mental imagery after that, and uh, and then I I don't really realize it, but I am thinking like every once in a while, like and it's not every once in a while; it's probably every day. Like I'm still thinking about thinking about practice and then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm going to bed and I'm like, I'm thinking about a wrestling position, which is kind of, and I, like you don't notice, like you're making food, you're watching Monday night football, right? Like mm -hmm. you're not thinking about it. And, but then like all of a sudden, like a thought pops in your head and it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. So, but I totally understand the elasticity, elasticity. Yeah. yeah. Elasticity. It's like, he's trying to have practice practice almost last till the morning individual or something. And or it's like someone I'll come in for my lift in the morning and be like, Oh rope, I had this idea <laughs> or <laughs> when I was going to bed. Or it's it's weird. It's it's not weird. It's it's kinda it's cool. Because, like weird. I don't consider my myself like thinking about wrestling all the time, but I probably am. Probably in in a weird way. Yeah. So like you're watching Monday Night Football and you're not thinking about wrestling but Something you've been. It's like oh, I had I had this idea. Into Hundrook, I think it was almost. It was like we were working on ear snap, and I've been doing a ear snap from collar tie, and then now it's like almost ear snap from. I was like, oh, I wonder if I could ear snap from underhook. It's, and you can, and 
lo and behold, like you go in there and you play with it the next day, and I'm doing it a lot more. Like yeah. it's, I don't know. all right. How weird how that works. I love this. All um, part of your plan, right? All part of the plan. <laughs> Speaking of the plan, uh, for you guys, the plan is to to wrestle Aaron Brooks tomorrow and, and beat him. Um, you've wrestled eight times. You're zero eight. We've been kind of through this. Some some really close matches. Yeah. Recently, some bigger gaps, maybe in the middle. Going back to um, Fargo or something of the source, freestyle. When you first, the first couple times you wrestled him, did you, or did you have an expectation? Did you think I, I can or will beat this guy, or was it like just let me kind of see where I stack up? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, and I definitely in high school like. Like for, I wrestled in freshman year, and I'm gonna be honest, I didn't know anything about wrestling. I didn't know who I was wrestling. Yeah. But somehow made the somehow made the quarters of Fargo and of Aaron Brooks. Like, all right, let's go wrestle. And yeah. I don't. I think I got a couple takedowns, and then but and then then he ends up going win Fargo that year. I'm pretty sure. And then first year of juniors, we wrestle in like the round of 64. I'm like, all right, I wrestled this guy before, so it's like maybe I can go beat him. All right. Yeah. I don't, and then it's, and then I think the next time we wrestled might have been, then it was Vegas, then it was Vegas, I definitely, I was definitely, yeah, I'm definitely trying to go beat him, like, right, like, I'm not gonna, like, I don't like to think I go back down from a guy, yeah. like, I, I know, I've fa- definitely fallen, I've definitely done that before, like, right, and it's youth, youth, and maybe sometimes in college, like, but, like, I want to, I'm going to, like, like, like what my parents have instilled in me, like, go take it, right? Yeah. I'm going to go try to take it, and, uh, uh, where am I, what, where am I in this? You've wrestled three or four times. Yeah, three or four times, then, then, world team trials, I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll go try to make a world team. I don't know, I, I lost, like, Yeah, right? yeah. Like, and then, then, uh. Well, did your confidence, you know. Basically, I wanted to understand where your head was at the first couple of times. You didn't even know who he was at the quarterfinals. Yeah. Part of your freshman year. And then you wrestled him, I think it was the semis of NCAs and the next year Florida. Is that right? Yeah, semis of NCAs. Kind of t- take me through those and your mental approach going into those as those are the more recent ones. Yeah, so mental approach, it was weird. So uh, COVID year, so it was COVID year semis. It was like the first match all year I, I really didn't get nervous for. I was like, because like I've wrestled Brooks and I think it was my first year of college, so I'm like, oh Brooks, cool. Like yeah. I remember watching him freshman, my redshirt freshman year. He's doing pretty good, and uh, it's like, oh I've wrestled Brooks before. First match, like I I kind of know what to expect, but it was like weird type of no nerves. I'm like, am I prepared? <laughs> but then, uh, but I don't. know, We go out there, we wrestle, and I kind of. I don't. I lost. I lost the match, but it was close. Yeah, I got a takedown at the edge. I I definitely think there was more in there, and like in one of those, like taking a. I didn't. I don't know. I feel like I kind of did take a back seat almost, and not saying I was gonna win the match, but it was it was one of those matches. After that, I knew like I like it. Like there there just wasn't enough effort there, almost right. And I didn't. I don't know if I have regret from it, but it's like. It was almost. I remember we had a talk in the back right after. I was like, "This is <laughs> to Roper." I'm like, "That that was BS." I didn't even. I didn't even really try to go like, go tr- go try. I remember, I was in on two Perry shrugs and like Parker. He didn't even try to build up, build up and try to score. Like his hit, like he's got heavy hips, but it's like there there weren't that heavy. You can at least yeah. attempt or do something, and it just there wasn't that uh that enough go get there I would say like yeah. I'm gonna be honest but there was enough go get there and then I know in Florida it was pretty much like I'm gonna just seven minute all right seven minute bike sprint yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking right seven minute bike sprint see what see what can happen and I remember I don't know it was uh, probably one of my like I really enjoyed the scrap like I didn't I got to the legs a couple times didn't convert it's like it's almost like expecting expecting yourself to get the legs and scoring but you know, it was like almost like goal was trying to get the legs, and it's like when you're wrestling Aaron Brooks, like you you need to be there hundred percent. But definitely was like I'm gonna go see how many shots I can take and see what see what see what we can do. And it, it was it was fun. It was it was three two, and I don't know, he he got the best of me again. Can you ever 
take confidence from a loss. Say the three two, you're like, I've lost, but I've closed this gap to where it can't get no closer. Right? I am right there. I was one position away from winning this match. Mm-hmm. Or is it no? You just gotta get your hand raised, and that's that. Um, I feel like, yeah. You can you can always take confidence from a loss, but I think it was uh, almost confidence. Like, hey, you're best. Like, you're, like you're there, right? It's like you said, one position, and hopefully try to just go try to get into as many positions. Because if you believe you're the best best wrestler, like you you get in. 10 positions instead of like we didn't get in the one so i'm not really i don't i don't really know but like if you believe you're the best wrestler go try to get as many scoring positions as you can and assist with stats like you'll you'll probably end up winning the match so i don't i I know tomorrow i'm going to try to go get in a try to go get in a lot of wrestling positions i remember you said this when we visited you in iowa six weeks ago or something like that you said i want to have a skills competition Mm -hmm. with aaron brooks i thought that was so cool yeah that's yeah. I never really thought of a wrestling match like that till till probably this guy, and he he thinks of he thinks of wrestling as a skills position and like a skills contest, right? Or you can think of it as like a brawl or somewhere in between, yeah. right? And I'm probably somewhere in between that if sure. I'm being being honest. But it's like if I truly believe my skills are better, like why not? Let's go, let's go try to get in positions and let's go see who's who's got the most skill. Mm-hmm. And po and skill like, I think brawling also takes skill, but there's yeah. also there's. It's I think it's gonna be fun. At this point, given your career record, given he's won you know two titles, he's yeah. got to be the favorite to win at this point. Is there even a, a small degree like, yes, you have to be prepared for everyone in the country, but to win it, ultimately you're likely gonna have to go through this guy. Is there an element of that in the preparation and training? That that's for either of you guys. Oh, I like I have so I have so much trust in this guy, and uh, I got interviewed the other day, and it was like, "Are you doing anything specific for Brooks?" Honestly, I'm just listening to listen to my coaches. Uh-huh. Uh, I know it was it was a thing like we it was for Hill Day last year, like my elbow in, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't want you to like pretty much reach with your left hand and." And he, he, like, disguised it in a way because, like, I remember we were almost putting something in for Amin. He's like, Amin does it. You know, like, it totally kind of flustered my workout. So it kind of messes it. I think he knows it messes with my head if we're, like, specifically working on one guy because, honestly, I believe that any any guy in the country can get can get beat at any point sure. in college wrestling. Mm-hmm. So it's like you got to approach. We talk about approaching every match the same, whether, like, our team wrestled at Dectronics Open yesterday and, whether you're wrestling at the Electronics Open or you're wrestling at the All Star Classic, you it's the same approach, like same training and uh, same training. But by same training, I mean like listening to this guy. Right? He he's he's gonna have me prepared and ready for whatever that is, whether that's disguising Brooks' preparation or disguising Hill there or anyone in the country's preparation. So okay, Rope. I'm curious on you. You know, if you're disguising things, you don't need to come and tell us right now because. He's here, yeah, no, but, uh, no, it's, but no, uh, seriously, yeah, right. So the same the idea, you got to be Brooks to win a national title, most likely. But it's uh, getting to know your athlete and what they need. It and uh, the more I got to know Parker, the more I started to understand that his motivation is really, honestly, not winning. That's not what gets him fired up. Um, the extra motivation doesn't come after a loss. He really evaluates how well he's wrestling. And it's more of a battle with himself. What does he always talk about? Having no regrets, right? Controlling the things that he can. So his opponent, every time he wrestles, is going to be himself. So if that's really the way he views his competition, that's the way I'm going to structure his practices. He doesn't want to think about another guy. That's not really really motivates him. Beating, ah, I'm going to beat this guy because I want to beat him. That's not what makes Parker click. He wants to see how good he can get at this sport. And it's a journey of self-improvement for himself. And um and I, I admire that, too. It's one of the things that I, I try and embody and one of the things I've learned a whole lot from him. So really that came from making mistakes early and seeing what makes him tick. And you got to go through that process with uh, your athletes just like he does with skills. You try things, and if it doesn't work out well, you make the adjustment. And when and it was the, the targeting with a meme when we worked on that as workouts because it kind of dipped. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to put these skills in and just talk about him being skills to make him a more well-rounded wrestler, which is still the truth because you can't lie to your athlete. They'll see right through it every single time. So, yeah, we're putting things in for specific wrestlers because he's gotten himself to a point now to where 
man, if he just goes and wrestles his best, and I love his mentality, you can lose any time, and you definitely can. But if he wrestles his best, there's a, most people he's just better than. He's put in more time, or he's acquired more skill, or whatever you believe about wrestling. He can just go wrestle his match. But to make that next jump and pass those people that are a little ahead of him, got to acquire more skill. So putting those skills in to make him more well-rounded was the way to approach it with him. And just been going that way ever since. It's, I mean, it's really not a trick. I don't think you can treat trick your athlete, especially as one as motivated as him. He's going to see right through it. And uh, when they do, that breaks the trust. Um, and, and he can tell you, I'm open and honest. That's one thing. And I'll tell you things you don't want to hear, too. That's, that's a piece of it. Um, but just figuring out what makes him click and what type of workout he thrives in. It's just learning how to get him to be his best. How much have you developed as a psychologist through, through coaching, right? Because it's like that's what you're describing a little bit. Yeah, if I could go back and do my major again, I probably might not do applied mathematics, even though that helped me a lot on how I think about the sport. Psychology would have been a great skill to have because there is so much involved in that. And spend a lot of time where I go back to that practice, my practice again, figuring out how the brain works. How do you acquire muscle memory? Um, I'm studying mindset right now and the difference your mindset can make with even the way your body responds to things, even illness and sickness or surgery. So um, there's some, man, our brain, we don't understand a whole lot of it and how it works and just tapping in and trying to figure that out more and more. It just gives you another tool to go to when you're trying to make an athlete make a jump. So a lot, man, and I wish I knew more about psychology. I'd be a much better coach because of it. You a psychologist? Yeah, this dude, yeah, I swear he knows me better than I know myself sometimes. <laughs> but that was, like, interesting, like, you brought this up, but it's, like, in bed, like, I was thinking last night is, like, I was thinking about, like, goals, right? Yeah. I was thinking about, like, what's – I was reading that Goggins book. He's like, write down your goals. And I think my goals, right, like, is it to win NCAAs? Yeah, but I think it's almost every day. I just want to – I just want to get better, right? And I think through that, you'll – it's like, I don't know. Like, the glitz and glamour, it doesn't, it doesn't really, I don't know, intrigue me. It's, like, cool. But it's also – I just want to, like, see how good I can get at this. And, like, if you really see how good you can get, like – Winning, winning tomorrow could well it could happen or it couldn't, or winning NCAs could happen or it couldn't. It's, I don't know. I think maybe I'm weird, but it's my parents instilled consistency in me, and I just want to see how consistently better I can get. Like each every each and every day, it's there's really no, I don't know. Like that's that's my goal. Like get better each day. Like it's it's weird. Sure, I love it. Weird, define weird, right? I I think weird's good. Yeah. Uh, you're keep awesome weird, right? It's the weird capital. Of the, the country. Awesome. Um, all right, we're running down. It's almost been an hour. It feels like we've been here for 10 minutes, but I'm going to give you guys the final word, the same thing you might want to say. We'll start with you, Rope. Uh, just take the time to say thank you to everybody involved with this. It's been even just how we were treated at the hotel, checking in and things. It's been an awesome event, handled first class. And, man, you see people setting up. We're here early doing the interview and how much work goes on behind the scenes. And thanks. Thanks for all the work that goes into parents being able to watch this at home and not having to travel and so thanks to everybody and thanks for Parker for putting in the work to get yourself here and I'm glad I get a front row seat for it man it's going to be some awesome matches and I get to watch them live and be here that's just a cool thing and that's a big focus for me this year is not losing sight of all those things and I'm the same way I try and get better every day and I'm obsessive personality I'm not going to miss these cool moments so thanks to everybody involved man it's going to be a fun fun few days and then tomorrow is going to be even better when we get to strap it up and Find out how well we've done this preparation. Yeah, I just yeah, like all like all he said. It's I don't <laughs> know. I said. Think, yeah, pretty much. I thank you guys for having me out, and I know I'm looking forward to wrestling Brooks tomorrow. And I think it's gonna it's I know it's gonna be fun. Like every time, anytime you get to go out to scrap, go out there and scrap, it's a it's a it's a great opportunity, right? Can't take it for granted. Uh, but oh yeah, thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Mark and uh, uh, tuned into the All Star Classic tomorrow at 7 p.m. Awesome! Call me Mark. Most people don't call me Mark. That's cool. Most people call my me bad. No, no, it's, it's Mr. My Bader. mom's the only. One. It's I'm kidding. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, uh, excited and glad we got to do this in studio. It's it's <clears throat> we don't get to do it very often. So yeah. Parker, thanks for coming in. Lee, thanks for joining us back there in the far corner. If you can hear us over in the back, I'm here cleaning up, straightening up, picking up trash. So I'll yeah. take care of all yeah. that. Coffee, no cream, no sugar. You got it, man. Straight black. Just caffeine. All right, folks. Yeah, tune in tomorrow night. Watch the All-Star Classic. Uh, Until then, enjoy yourselves, and we'll see you next time. Thanks.